We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We had a question from Coleman Smith who says, are there any guys Notre Dame can get between the early and late signing period? Look, here's what Notre, like right now, Notre Dame's focus is on the portal and getting signed the guys that are committed now. That's 100% of their focus. And and, and you should flip that. It's sign, getting the kids signed and then the portal as far as the priority. But they're both, it's like 1A, 1B. Once signing day is through, what Notre Dame will do is they'll look at their portal needs. What did they get? What did they not get? What what is in the class? And then who didn't sign, and why? Yeah. And then kind of reevaluate: Are is there somebody we need to go after now? Do I expect them to maybe make a run at a couple guys? I would I would say most likely, unless they just hit home runs in the portal and meet all their needs in the portal, then they'll just put that stuff to twenty twenty five. And and so that's kind of where I'm at, Ryan. What I think that they'll do, I I don't anticipate them actually adding any high school recruits even by February, barring a, 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 an exodus from the roster. You're not anticipating, sure. That that would be that would be my thing. But I do think any smart recruiting staff, and if you if any of you know Chad Bowden at all, Chad Bowden is not just going to like, all right, we're done. Let's not. I mean, he is always going to be looking for some. Like he'll be sitting there in January and like come across film of some kid that no one's ever heard of and, and be like, oh my gosh, this kid can play. And then say, hey, let's let's kick the tires and see if this is maybe something we can do. Like that's how he is. And that's part of the reason Marcus Freeman loves him yeah. is because he's always looking for talent. Yeah, we met all our needs, but man, I just I was just watching film today and I came across this kid and blah, 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 blah. And let's make a run at him. I mean, that's just how it's going to be. And that's what you want your your evaluators and your development people to be, right? And your recruiting people to be. It's like always have your eye out for someone that can make us better. I just think right now where the numbers are going to be, I think you're going to see them maybe reserve those spots for some post-spring graduates or transfers and and then push those scholarships to 2025. I think it's where we'll end up being. Yep. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We had another question from Gideon Rosa. You can... You can... You can only have one player from each playoff team for Notre Dame's 2024 team. Who are you taking? Oh, my gosh. One by one. Okay. So let's go to the number one team, Michigan, I suppose. Let's start there. You can only take one player from their roster. For next year. So it'd have to be someone that's eligible for next year. Yeah, I can still come back. Yeah. Oh, I got it. No, maybe not. I'm still thinking. Hmm. What were you going to say, Chris Jenkins? No, I was not actually going to say Chris Jenkins. I was going to say Colston Loveland just because oh, the tight end injuries right now. That kid's a stud, man. He's really he is. good. He He's is. really good. And did you say no because you want to see how Eli Raritan develops and Cooper Flanagan develops? Yeah, to a degree. I, I just, I, I honestly, I think I was just jumping the gun as far as there might be a guy that I'm just like not thinking about enough yeah. that I need to kind of think a little bit. But. Well, uh, you know, I, I, that might be my answer, though. That might yeah. be my answer. I mean, Notre Dame's going to be a little thin at safety. You know, if if I don't love Rod, but I just don't love Rod Moore, man. I just aren't they both gone after this year anyway? Um, Rod Moore's got eligibility left. Macari Page, I believe, is done, but I'm pretty Rod sure Moore's Rod pretty Moore. good. I like Rod yeah. Moore. I would uh, take him. I would think about it. Uh, Will Johnson being across from Benjamin Morrison wouldn't suck. I mean, yeah. that's that's one. You're gonna block Chris, Christian Gray and Jane Mickey from playing. Yeah, right? I know, but see, that's the problem with all this, Ryan. It's like yeah. that's the thing that I keep convincing myself of. You know, none of their receivers, with all due respect to Roman Wilson and all those guys running back. I'm all due respect to. I uh, gotta think of some of maybe some of their. I mean, are both of the, are their tack any of their tackles? Would you want either one of their tackles? I think they're Ryan? both out of. I think they're both out of eligibility. Case and Barnhart's done. Is I he think done? Barnhart's done. Okay. I think Jones is done, and I think Darius Hamilton's also done. Yeah. I think they're all done. Miles Hinton, I think, could come back, but he's a developmental guy. But yeah, yeah, yeah he he uh he's a talented developmental guy. There's no that maybe maybe him, but again, if you're gonna do that, just develop Charles Jagasol and Sullivan Absher and Gabriel right. Lambert. Zach Zinner is coming off an injury, but if he wants well, he, to come he's back done one his, more year. No, he's he's in the 20 – he's in Tosh Baker's class, so I think he. you're right. He would have eligibility left. I think he has one more year if he wants it, yeah. yeah. Imagine Zach Zinner with uh, Billy Shrout. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. be pretty yeah, good. that would not suck. <laughs> that would not suck. But that was – a. I mean, he's not – I don't see how he's going to be ready for the season. He 
tore oh, everything. Yeah, I mean, broke his fibula, right? He, he might he might still go pro and just get drafted yeah. probably in like the third or fourth round and just yeah. be a stash guy for a year. Yeah. He might still be where he goes. I wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing that. I just felt terrible for the kids. So let's go. Uh, number two seed Ryan is Washington. Washington of guys that can come back next year. I mean, Jaden McMillan technically could yeah. come back, but he's well. So could Rome, but he's not going to. Yeah, Rome's not coming back. You know who else has eligibility next year Ooh. that I would absolutely go look at, Ryan? Yeah, Since you're at the right position, mm-hmm. Jalen Polk. Polk, yeah, Polk could. Like, yeah. I would. Yeah, I mean, again, you know my thoughts on Jalen McMillan. I love Jalen McMillan. Um, I I know but, my answer though. Yeah, answer. but real quick on Jalen McMillan. Yeah. To me, yeah. I think Jalen McMillan plays the same position as Chris Mitchell, and you've yeah. already got that guy. Whereas sure. I think Jalen Polk could play some boundary for you. That would be one. Yeah. Talk to me, Ryan, because I know you're going to find some NFL draft prospect type of kid. Oh, no. Roger Rosengarten. Exactly. I actually think that he might leave potentially for the draft, but he's only – he's one of those fourth-year sophomores because yeah. of like the COVID and the red shirt and all that type yeah. of stuff, right? But Because he was in that 2020 good, class. He's in Tosh Baker's class. Him and Zach yeah. Zinner are two guys that Jeff Quinn passed on. Yeah, Roger Rosengarten has been a right tackle at Washington, but I think athletically he could definitely play left tackle as well. But regardless, he can be a starting and very good right tackle at Notre Dame. Would you look at Dominique Hampton? I believe he has an extra year left. Yeah, because I kind of feel like he's more more of a thumper. Uh, He's kind of he led their team in town. He's more a thumper. I kind of feel like if I'm going to get a safety, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to look at a guy that's a little bit more of a cover guy. Yeah, so he'd be yeah, the he, only guy on their defense that I'd really he that can come back. Top of my list. I mean, yeah. Braylon Trice could come back. He's got eligible he left, but he's he's not going to. I'd look at him as a big end. Oh man, yeah. Texas. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this, Texas. There's, there's this is t- probably the team that has the most guys that I would want to consider. To be honest, I mean, if Ad Mitchell wanted to come, I'd be like, Ad Mitchell, yeah. come on down. Yeah. He still has another year if he wants, but he's probably going to answer the draft. But like Kelvin I Banks, take him. Come, yeah, I mean, they, they've got some offensive linemen with a lot of talent. Yeah, Kevin you know? Banks is a good one, but yeah, he he kind of drives me crazy a little bit. But he's he's, he's still young. He's still very. Is, good. It, is he a true? So- he's a true sophomore, I believe. True right? sophomore, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, AD Mitchell. Uh, AD I'll tell you who Kevin. who who I would love in this offense is if he had a, if he wanted to come back for another year, Xavier Worthy. Just put him out at X or Z and just say run a bunch of ghosts and posts and screens. Well, but either one of those two kids would well, be the dynamic. crazy part is that yeah. AD can do both of those things too. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> AD, yeah, but he's, a he's six couple, foot four, yeah, <laughs> a couple inches taller. No doubt yeah. about it. About thirty pounds um, heavier too than Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and their defense was improved a lot this year. I, yeah. I mean, there's some DBs that they have that I like that I think you could look at. Uh, they had a freshman DB that I loved coming out of high school, Ryan. You know, I had him in my top fifty. Derek Williams, a kid from Louisiana. Okay. He played a bunch for them. I love that kid. Uh, he was one of my. Yeah, I said he was in my top fifty. So Be, before yeah. before the um before the Jordan Clark pickup, if Jare Barron, their nickel wanted to come, I'd be like, all right, cool man, come on yeah. over. That, that dude's a really good nickel. Yeah. But, yeah. And then number four, Bama. Caleb Downs. <laughs> That's very, very easy. <laughs> we can move on from that one, right, Ryan? Yes, I, mean, yes. I guess yeah. if Dallas Turner wanted to come back for one more year, sure. like sure, Dallas. But, but like, honestly, yeah, I mean, that's the one position. Notre Dame's going to have guys can rush the quarterback next year, in my opinion. Deve- coach them up. There's nobody on the roster. Nobody on the roster that's in the same plan as Caleb Downs as a player. Yeah. Not even Xavier Watts, honestly. Mm, but no. uh, <laughs> All due respect yeah. to Xavier, who's... A great player yeah. this year, but Caleb is a future top 10 NFL draft pick. Like yeah. he's that type of dude. So. 
Quincy Williams, why does it take Notre Dame so long to announce coaching hires? It's just it they've been like that ever since um ever since the Georgia Leary thing. There's just you have to go through all these protocols and then they just drag their feet. Like for all I know, it's already done and he's already coaching and Notre Dame just doesn't really care enough about the timing of releasing it and that's just kind of how they are. It's just there's right. a level of apathy, but a lot of it has to do with um you have to go through A, B, C, and D, past certain is. And like they know it's all going to happen, but it's just, it's annoying. I, I know it's very yep. annoying. Very annoying. Michael Johnson, can the new wide receiver coach contract results or um, contract Recruit. recruits, or does he have to wait until he's officially hired? He has to, uh, I mean, technically, he has to wait until he's hired. Yep. So, but yes. now if kids reach out to him, it's kind of like, you know, during the quiet periods, kid reached out to me. What's your plans, coach? Hey, I'm going to be heading over to Notre Dame. You know, yep. can you actively recruit the kid? No, but there's a way. Yes, there's a way. Oh, there's always a way. There's always yes. A- well, there's a oh. will. There's a way, my friend. Yes, absolutely. Football hound. Is there anyone Mike Brown can bring from Wisconsin from his commitments? Is that even allowed? Well, certainly allowed if they haven't signed. It's certainly allowed, right. and none of them have signed. Uh, I don't think there's anybody that really no, stuck no. out. No, yeah. I mean, they, they signed that running back that we liked, but Notre Dame's fine at running back. Actually, oh, he, Dupree? Dupree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're they're good at running back, and, and I don't know that he's better than the guy. He's not better than the guys they got, which is why Notre Dame didn't really push for him. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he didn't recruit I, him. I'm I, looking I, at it now. Yeah, I know. I know he didn't recruit him, but like in the class, like I really would have liked Notre Dame to give that Dylan Johnson kid a, a, a little bit of a look, the defensive tackle, because he's actually pretty highly rated yeah. now, man. He's a pretty. Yeah. I liked his film, but yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, I mean, looking through it, any of the kids that he recruited, no, there's really nobody that he recruited that I would yeah. I would look at. And 25 class, I don't see who they have in the 25 class. No receiver in the 25 class either. Well, I mean, he's recruiting a lot of kids that Notre Dame is on in the 2025 class right. that are not commits. So, like, yeah, right. go get that, man. Go get that. Yeah, he can, though. If he wanted to, he yes. could. I yeah. just don't know that there's anyone he would want to yeah. or that the staff would want him to. Especially not a wide receiver in right. that class. Uh, ND Milton fan, what's up, Nathan? What current roster program issues is Coach Marcus Freeman still dealing with from past coaches, staff, and administration? I think it's just overall mindset, Ryan. I think it's just the overall mindset of you had a program that for years was just kind of like somewhat going through the motions or just kind of better than everybody we play and, and 10 and two, 11 and one's good enough because we beat up on all the bad teams and there wasn't this hunger to be elite. There wasn't this hunger to be great. In my opinion, that was manifested. And I think that allowed Kelly's apathy. I think late in his tenure allowed the administration to be a little apathetic and just enjoy the winning and not realizing, hey, we're, we're going to be ramping things up schedule-wise here. Uh, we, you know, the, the the universe is changing with NIL and all these other type of things. And so, I mean, quarterback, as far as your roster problems, quarterback is still the reason you're going to Riley Leonard is because you didn't recruit and develop quarterback the way you needed to at the end of the Kelly tenure. Receiver's another one. <laughs> yeah, You know, I, I broke this down the other day, Ryan. The twenty and the 21 and 20 classes, the 21 class had like 27 kids in it. And the 20 class had 17 kids in it. That's that's uh, 44 kids, right? Yep. Of that group, I think it's seven. And there's only 19 kids left on the roster 
right now. When I mean right now, I'm not talking about Joe Waltz leaving, and I'm talking about guys that played in 2023. There's only 17. That's your junior and senior classes. It's gross. Like, you know, that's why. Because one thing I talked about yesterday, Rand, they had a very unique roster that they were really old and really young and not a lot in between. Right. You know, there was the Joe Waltz and some guys like, ben, you know, but but there just was not a lot of juniors that made an impact this year. Right. Uh, there were not a lot of, you know, players like that that made an impact this year. Some, but not a lot because there just aren't a lot on the roster. Yep. That's a byproduct of, of the the end of the Brian Kelly tenure. And then, you know, just still getting over this entitled mentality that some have is another byproduct of the Brian Kelly era. Yep. You know, certain players that, you know, I'm not going to name names, but Brian, you and I were talking about one right before the show that just wants things handed to him and doesn't want to earn it and doesn't have that drive to be great. And, and you're still cycling some of those guys out. That's not every veteran. I mean, give me a million cam hearts, right. Every year, you know, give me, give me guys like that all the time. You know, whatever your opinion is of Maris Lee, if I was a player or his decision to leave Maris Lee, if I gave you everything you had, you know, and, and so you like guys like that, but, is this team filled with players that have a deep burning desire to be the absolute best player and team they can be not enough of them. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that Marcus Freeman is still dealing with in my opinion. And yeah, I'll just leave it at that. That's something he's still dealing with in my view. Anything else that you'd add to that list, Ryan? No, I think a mindset change had to happen. I think recruiting that that mindset change has happened, right? It's just about now when you can develop it onto the field and make sure that it is sustainable from a year to year perspective. That's when Notre Dame takes the next step. And I think that I think they can get there. I'm I'm, I'm hopeful. Yep. We had 99 problems with BK ain't one. Will Notre Dame try to flip John Mitchell from Penn State? Of course, that's 2024 cornerback out of Mandarin High School in the state of Florida. Now that his brother is committed to Notre Dame. Well, I think the bigger thing would be because like here's if you're looking at it this way, John Mitchell has to make the best decision for John Mitchell. And Chris is only going to be in college for one year. And and so to me. John Mitchell has to go where he is most comfortable. And that decision was clearly Penn State. If I'm Notre Dame, would I try to flip him? Ryan, everyone on the planet knows my opinion of John Mitchell. So, yes, I would go after him. It's not his brother coming that, to me, would be the thing that would just get him automatically flip. It's the potential of that plus Manny Diaz leaving. And then how does that shake up the defensive staff? That's your window, to me. Because yep. if, Man- if Manny Diaz doesn't leave and the defensive staff stays the same, I fully anticipate John Mitchell staying in that Penn State class. There's a reason yep. he picked them in the first place. And But if that changes, then maybe his brother being there could be the motivation to come and be at Notre Dame for a, for a year with his brother, and then you become the Mitchell that everybody talks about. Because, it's possible. I mean, look, if I'm talking about the future of the corner, I mean, can John Mitchell play outside corner? Sure. But I just look at that kid as like a – uh, just a, a kid that has a potential to be a phenomenal slot corner. Yeah. Like, I love that kid as a slot corner. So uh, that's where I would go after him. If I was Notre Dame, it's, it's now that the Na- Manny Diaz news is starting to break. That's your window yeah. to, to potentially make a run at him. 
And so, they, have, they have some time. And the good thing is that they did have a past relationship with him. So it's not like right. you're building it from he, scratch. He, yeah, he visited. Know? I mean, his the, when his family came with John or Chris, that wasn't the first time they'd been on campus. They came with John no. in the last spring. So yeah. there was a previous relationship there with the family that was our and, – and John liked Coach Mickens. I mean, he Ryan, you talked to him. He really liked Coach Mickens a lot. It's just yeah. Penn State just was the better fit for him in a lot of ways. And Penn State is – put more corners in the NFL and has a better track record of, yeah. of all, all those type of things. And so he Probably just made have a that first decision. Round corner this year in Kalen King. Right. So yeah. Right. 100%. So you get it, but maybe this is your window to say, Hey, look, man, some things are changing there. Yeah. You know, now's the time. And look what, look what we're doing with, you know, now that you've had a season where Notre Dame had their corners were to me significantly better than Penn state's corners, in my opinion. Uh, this season, but uh, numbers wise and in, in every capacity, in my opinion, Penn State's was still good. Don't get me wrong, but I'll take both the Notre Dame's corners over Kalen King. That's just my that's just my two cents. Hmm. Ninety nine problem with BK one. Aside from addressing the wide receiver coaching issues, what else now needs to be addressed with that side of the ball? Other issues. Well, I mean, we talked about some of them, Ryan. You just need to have like, look, what who whoever's fault it was, I don't care. I don't care if it's Jared Parker, Mark Freeman, both of them. Your receivers coach wasn't doing this. You, you know, whatever you feel about whatever position coaches, you need to have this. Your, your mindset should never change. Your scheme is going to change from week to week. Your your emphasis on certain concepts or schemes or personnel is going to change from week to week. But your mindset can never change. We are going on the attack. You know, if you're a team that's going on the attack, but then you play Ohio State and then you scale it back, guess what your players are going to think, Ryan? we don't think we're good enough to beat Ohio state. Yeah. And so we're changing everything we're doing. We're, we're ball control or no be who you are. Be willing to be on, be on the tech. That doesn't mean you're throwing the 90 bombs every game, Ryan, or you're doing all. It's not that this is not where you're going fast tempo. It's just be aggressive, be multiple, be, be look for ways to hurt them every week instead of trying to shorten games. It, it really just comes down to that. It's a full, it's a, it's not even a philosophy. It's an attitude. Because your philosophy, we have seen at times, is one that can produce a really explosive offense. We've seen it at times, but yep. your philosophy is is your 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 mindset, your attitude was not the same against Ohio State that it was against Wake and Stanford and Pitt. Your your attitude against Clemson was not the same. You coached scared of Clemson's defense. You coach like you didn't have faith in your players. Now, in some regards, you kind of understand why. But in other ways, you're saying you still go on the attack. That's, that's to me, is the biggest thing. And, and of course, you've got to get better. You, there's positions you've got to get better. You've got to have better guard play. You've got to have better center play consistently. You yeah. know, your receiver play's got to be better. Uh, your quarterback play's got to be better. But there, those are things that you can control to a degree. But if you're not going in with the proper mindset and the proper attitude as a coaching staff for this is who we are and this is who we're going to be all the time, you, you're going to have issues like that where you're just, you're like this. Yeah. I, I think that there needs to be a significant uptick as far as the aggressiveness offensively, the tempo offensively at times and the excitement offensively at times. I just don't think there's energy right now on the offensive side of the football consistently enough. At the end of the day, man, in order for young men, we're talking about 18 to 24 year olds now with the COVID year. <laughs> Like the, in order for them to buy in, man, like you need them to be excited to be out there, right? Like the quarterback position needs to be excited. I mean, it, yeah. I don't think many quarterbacks watched Sam Hartman last year and was like, man, I'm excited to be that. Like, no, no one, no one, no one thinks that. No one does. Why receiver wise? What are they excited about? You need to start getting people excited to be a part of that unit. And that, uh, 
that needs to happen. You need to get a little bit of juice on the offensive side of the ball because the defensive side of the ball right. has juice, man. They're clearly excited to be out there. They clearly play off of one of another well. They clearly are excited to play ball. Offensively, I don't think they're excited enough currently. In part, I would I would argue, Ryan, that part of that comes from what we were just talking about. Like kids want to have fun in your system. They want to know that we're going to go out there. We're going to attack. We're going to get the ball down the field. We're, like I know in every game I'm getting the ball. The ball's coming to me. We're going to do this, you know. And if if yeah. if one week you're you're conservative and and limited and all this, and then the next week you're opening up against a team that sucks, you, it's just you're it's just going to be different. And then of course there's some attitudes within the coaching staff that are now gone that I think is going to create a, a better environment to as well. That can be. You know, like if every time I called you, Ryan, and and I had because I had a boss like this, every time he'd call me, he's like, "Oh God, what did I do now?" <laughs> like that's what every phone conversation is. You'd be like, "Dude, every time that person, every time your phone rings and you see my name, you're like, oh God, what is he? You know, what's what, what's he going to fuss at me about now? What did I do wrong now?' You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's true for football in the locker rooms. Like if all I ever do is just crush you, being in the football office, being on the football field is not going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And that doesn't mean you can't have discipline. Doesn't mean you can't be hard on players, but it's just like football is still supposed to be fun. And the Notre Dame players in a lot of ways on both sides of the ball, but it, even more so on defense didn't always look like they were having fun and it looked like a job and they yeah. got to get back to, you know, they got to get to the point where it's not like that. And part of me, part of that to me is attitude. That's what I'm saying. I, that's why I say offensive philosophy needs to change. Your attitude needs to change. Marcus Freeman's philosophy about offensive your, football your, needs to your change. Your attitude about offensive philosophy. Exactly. Change, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And make it make it fun. And you don't have to score yeah. 50 points a game for it to be fun. No. You don't. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I I believe Notre Dame scored more points per game this year than Washington, I believe. Makes sense. Yeah. By over a point. Mm-hmm. But you hear the Washington kids talking about how much fun they have playing in that offense. Right. You know, and, and and so that's that's a difference, you know, and and uh, yeah, it, we'll see, we'll see. The regular season is over, but that doesn't mean shopping for tickets has come to an end. Notre Dame still has a big bowl game coming up. It's also holiday season, which means plenty of amazing concerts and shows, and you'll need tickets, especially if you're a last minute shopper like me. And if you are in need of tickets, Game Time is the place to go. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. We had Ball Peen Shillelagh. 
who says, amid the stellar defensive performance and offensive woes this season, I feel I noticed the special teams less and less. What growth do you hope, expect for special teams in the offseason? Brian, can I say, like, the special teams, I thought just very quietly got better throughout the year. Because I remember, like, early in the season, we're like, oh, this isn't too great right now, right? And so, like, kicking percentages wasn't great. Coverage units was good at times, inconsistent in others. Kick return was not consistent at all, and it wasn't very good early on in the season. By the end of the year, you're like, okay, punt return average was pretty good. You had a kickoff return for a touchdown. Kicking got a lot more consistent. Punting throughout the year was pretty solid overall, except for, for a redshirt freshman, games. right? right I mean, yeah. The, the, the issues punting were more related to you got a redshirt freshman never played before. Would you agree right. with that, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll say this. I think the, the special teams had the same issue down the stretch that the offense did. Okay. And that is they played well except in the bigger moment. I didn't think the special teams was very good against Clemson. I think the coverage was good. You had the muffed punt. There's all types of things like that. But to your point, Ryan, I, I, I think they got better. Yeah. Uh, what I would like to see more, because like you could you could say every time that the ball was, like by the the last, from USC on, every time the ball was returnable, I kind of was like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Because it wasn't just the one returning at USC. There was about three or four other times, Ryan, where you're like, Jadarian Price is like one and, and one missed tackle away or one more block away from housing it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just you had that one return and everything else was like, like 2021, Chris Tyree had that one long return. The rest of the year, they, I never thought that they were going to take another one back to the house ever. Mm-hmm. It was just like, this isn't good. I thought the coverage units getting better was probably the, the best thing for me, but I still want to see just a little bit more because you had the the long punt return against USC. Yeah. Part of that was angles, but a lot of that was just Zachariah branch. You had, um, you had a couple not great punt return or uh, coverage situations against Clemson in that game. So it's just, it's kind of like the offense. You got to be better all the time, but you're, you were making a big personality shift and scheme shift too with Marty yeah. Biagi. So I expect them to be better in year two. It just comes down to consistency mm-hmm. is really the big thing. Um, and I'd like to see them just be a little bit more aggressive going after punts. That's just a big thing for me. And um, I think t- Chris Tyree was a dangerous punt returner. He just wasn't a natural punt returner. No. And so uh, you, you'd want some of this a little bit more. I mean, because, you know, you had a couple big returns, but you you also had to balance. He let way too many balls hit the ground. Yeah. And, and a lot of times just didn't look natural catching it. No. And there he'd fair catch it when you're like, dude, why are you fair catching this one? Yeah, whether that's Jordan Faison or Jordan Jaden Greathouse or whoever, I don't care. But just someone who's maybe a little bit more natural. Yep. It, uh, like that that would I, I would sacrifice that one punt return for a score to change the other twelve to thirteen that he let hit the ground and you lose 20, 30 yards in field position. That would be sure. that that would be a thing for me. Yeah. And if you can find someone that does both, great. Yeah, that would be ideal. Jason Rose, Brian, you've talked about Coach Freeman needing to change the culture. Do you think there was a big culture change, a culture problem under Brian Kelly that got masked because they were winning a lot? I mean, we talked about this all the time. I mean, all the time. We we talked about the business. uh, This team was never fired up for big games. You know, this team would, this is why they could never win those big games because they're just going through the motions. I mean, this is something, Jason, we talked about all the time. So absolutely, Uh, that's that's an issue that needs to be uh, worked out. Of, right. of and it's getting there. I mean, that's partly this year. You know, it was better. 
even in the big games, Ryan, they didn't play well in them, but they were still more competitive than the big games were in the past. Right. They lost to Ohio State this year and Clemson this year. Both of those games were still more competitive than the Ohio State game and the USC games were last year. Absolutely. I agree. So, um, yeah, I still – I mean – I mean, you could look at it and say you went, you lost three games in the regular season this year, lost four last year. There was no game that was anywhere close to as bad as Stanford was, not even as close. Um, there was no game to me. I, I would say Louisville is probably the closest to Marshall from last year. Team that you just were better than, but they just outplayed you. And, you know, but Louisville's more talented than what Marshall was. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, it's just part, it, it's it doesn't excuse it because you're in year two. Some of that stuff you should have worked out by now, with all due respect, or or more of it out by now. But that's part of the that's part of the process, right? Is you know maybe it'll take him an, a year longer than expected. I mean, sure. look at Steve Sarkeesian. I mean, he had a culture change that he had to make there in his first year. They went five and seven. The next year they went eight and five, and then boom, third year three, thirteen, you know, uh, twelve and one. So now he inherited a much different situation. So I'm not. I'm not saying, hey, Marcus Freeman's not nine and four and nine and three. He's better than the circumstances they walked into are very different. But sure. the need for a culture change was there at both, and and so that's why I say next year is going to be a big year for Marcus Freeman. Not so much that it's championship or bust and he's a failure, but more so some of these things we need to see gone. Yeah, to to where we now know, like I don't have to keep talking about this being a problem or that being a problem. It's and but that's also partly Ryan why recruiting is so important. You know, the best way to change a culture of a veteran football team is to have young guys that say, you don't want to do it my way. Fine. Yeah, he will go sit and put in that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm serious. Like that, that is a, Hey, you, you know what? I better show up at practice today because this, they're, they're not going to hesitate to put Gearby Lambert in the game over me. Right. You know, it, you know, they're not going to hesitate to put Cam Williams in the game over me. I can't take Tuesday off. Because if I do, Drake Bowen's going to take my job, but I'm never going to get it back. You know what I mean? Like those are the yep. things that that that's why recruiting is so important. Because there's just there's a level, Ryan, of I can I coaches can say whatever they want to me, but I know they're not putting that kid in the game over me. Sure, right? But now it's like, okay, yeah, I will. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I, you don't think Jeremiah Love knows that he's going to have to bring it every day in the off season because yeah, he's expected to be kind of him and Jadarian price are expected to be the guys, but you don't think, you don't think those guys know about Kedron young. Of course you don't do. think they met him on it. Like this guy's a tank. Yeah. You know, you rush for how many yards and you know what I mean? So th there's, there's, Hey, I better bring it. Cause I know Kedron's bringing it or Aeneas is bringing it. Cause you know, Aeneas is going to bring it in the weight room. Right. I mean, you know, he's going to bring it on the practice field. I've seen him do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so that stuff is a big part. I mean, that that's partly why USC teams are the way they were under Pete during their prime years, because every single day was a competition. And I mean, talking about ones versus ones, I mean, looking over your shoulder. If I don't bring it today, Cam Williams is going to take my job, but I'm never going to have it again. Right. You know what I mean? And that's that's a big part of it, too. And that's why the recruiting piece is so important to all this, right? So important to all this. Yeah. Joe Allen, is your eyes, sorry, in your eyes, other than quarterback and wide receiver, what holes do you see that Notre Dame still has to go to the portal for? Safety for sure. Yeah. And I then mean, obviously I, they're they're looking at a potential big end to add right. to the depth chart as well right. in um, RJ Oban. So, yeah. Yeah. Safety, field end for a veteran presence, a guy that can come in and, and, and help bridge that gap. And, and as, as I said before, would I be open to an offensive tackle if he was a, a plug and play guy? Yeah, I would. 
would I count Josh Simmons as an example of a plug and play tackle that I would look for? No, I wouldn't. That's a move you make out of desperation. I don't think Notre Dame is yeah. desperate at offensive tackle. I don't think so. So, uh, yeah. but if there was that kind of guy in the portal, I, I'd, I'd be willing to look there. I just don't think that guy exists right, right now, now anyway. in the portal. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they don't have a lot of portal needs, right? I wrote this art. Oh, and kicker is another one to consider. Uh, that might, that might be one a little bit more down the road there, right? Like, I don't know yeah. if I had to figure like, that out right now. Because then they yeah. get Spencer Schrader. No, they got him last winter because he was in he was here in the spring. But, I mean, you could see that. Blake Groupie, I think they got late in the process. I don't think Blake was in the spring. I'd have to go back and look at that. I could be wrong on that. I don't but, think he was um, in the spring either. I could be wrong. But, yeah, um, but yeah that's a, that could be a down-the-road thing, Ryan, for yeah. sure. I'm going to read this because uh, this was by for you, Ryan. But uh, mm-hmm. I, insured by Big, our L, one of our LSU fans, says, Ryan, I appreciate the Matt House tweet yesterday. Made me laugh as an LSU guy. Ha ha. That yeah. was referring to uh, when Dem Brock got the extension. Yeah. You put and I, said, yeah. I said, now, now hire Matt House. Now, uh, now, now, now Matt House. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, they're, they're going to keep him, aren't they? Oh, they are. Yeah. No, they are. I think they already announced that he's coming back. So they're keeping him. Yep. Yeah. Wow. You know, well, he's a top three defensive coordinator before this past year. So, you know. Yeah. Josh I, I Miller. Love when you say things where just sarcasm is just oozing out of your pores. So stupid, man. <laughs> it really it's, it's really but, dumb. But see, here's the thing. This is this is this goes back to the conversation we were talking about earlier, uh, like last week, or, or when the people were talking about this Mike Brown, he's just a buddy hired by Mark. There's nothing wrong with hiring buddies. Yep. The problem that Brian Kelly had wasn't necessarily hiring buddies. It was he would not fire coaches that weren't doing the job. Matt House is not a buddy of Brian Kelly, but right. it's the same exact thing. There's no way, in my opinion, Matt House goes from what he's been his first two years to a national championship coach because of him. It just, to me, it doesn't happen. I don't see it. There's nothing about him that makes me think he's got that talent, right? But that's what Brian Kelly does. He just won't make those decisions. Whether it's Brian Van Gorder, Jeff Quinn, Dell Alexander, um, Scott Booker, Paul Longo, it just didn't matter. The only... He just his refusal to just look at those things. The only guy that I ever remember him firing quickly that he needed to was Charlie Molnar. And I think he did that after two years, I believe. But that should have been done in one. Van Gorder should have been done in one. And those are the things you look at and say, this is this is the problem. It wasn't hiring his buddies because one of his buddies, right? One of his best friends in the coaching business who was at his wedding just let his offense and to some, you know, almost 50 points a game and, and produced a Heisman trophy contending quarterback and they were smart enough to give mike denrock a three-year extension right good for them so like that's a buddy hire yeah right that's a buddy hire there's nothing wrong hire your buddies exactly but when your buddies are or and and matt house was not a buddy hire he needs to go because he hasn't done the job you know if you're if you're evaluating in that regard yeah so that that's always been the problem it's not hiring buddies it's not being willing to get rid of your buddies if they're not doing a job or any coach if they're not doing the job so here's a question. Josh Miller, do you see the two coaches of the Sun Bowl will call each other and agree to not blitz as much and run it more like scrimmage? I'm pretty oh sure God. they won't do that, but my that's God. funny. At some point, though, Oregon State, like if I'm a, if I'm Oregon State with all these people leaving, at some point you just got to be like, hmm, maybe it's not worth playing this game, man. Like, I don't know. Like, There's I like that know. gray area, man. They yeah. are losing a lot of players where it's just yeah. like, hmm, I don't know if we can make this work. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. 
gosh. 99 problems with BK81. What do grad transfers actually study at Notre Dame? Is it legit or some general studies type of thing? Well, Notre Dame doesn't have a general studies anything. Yeah. So you've got to find a real major like now. You're going to program it. Yeah. yeah. Now, is, is is are there some guys that maybe come and don't really take their academic seriously because then they're going to be here for like a semester? May, I'm sure that happens. Sure. I mean, we know of a guy that that was a transfer last year in 2022 that didn't really take that part of his tenure at Notre Dame very seriously. Yep. Not a lot you can do about that. Well, there's a lot you can do about that, but you can't change that attitude. You just got to deal with that particular player. But um, no, they study real stuff. Yes. There's no general studies option in my, from my understanding for at Notre Dame for grad programs. And, and if you're taking yeah. a grad program, I hope that you're not like taking that not seriously. <laughs> like you could really help. Why would you waste future. that opportunity? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. For and free. even if you're not getting a degree, like, okay, I'm going to take a couple business classes. They're going to go help right. me. Even if I don't get my master's, th- those, th- that, that, what I learned in that class is going to help me yep. with some things I want to do down the road. Exactly. I mean, Jerome Bettis didn't get his Notre Dame degree till a couple years ago, but Jerome Bettis has been pretty successful in life because of things he learned. At, during his time at Notre Dame as far because it's everybody focuses on the degree, but it's it's more so about the the education that that leads to the degree is what the piece yeah. of paper that you hang on the wall isn't what works for Notre Dame players. I might get their foot in the door, but the guys that have been successful in life and business is because it's the education that led to that degree because they took it seriously. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. BH, who do you think leads the team in receiving yards next year? Can I wait to see what the receiving core exactly is first, BH? Can I wait for that? Based on who they have now. Jaden Greathouse. Jaden Greathouse is my guess. Yeah, Ryan, we actually agree on that. That, I I think Jaden Greathouse is going to be a dude next year. I I, I could see him having like 60, 65 catches for like whatever he does. Yeah, I could see it. Irish for life. Any thoughts on the proposed separate subdivisions within division one for the big resource schools, i.e. power for schools. I've got to learn more about it. I, I mean, there, and, and, and there's, so basically they're saying they're going to have a different subdivision for NCA schools of schools that can pay, okay. they can guarantee, guarantee to pay a minimum $30,000 to all their student athletes. Okay. I don't know if that's all student athletes, if that's just football and basketball, uh, mm-hmm. They're saying it's going to be up to 70 schools are going to be willing, able to do that. I don't see how yeah. that's possible. I mean, there, there are some schools that have 500 some athletes. And if you're talking about 30,000 a year and you've mm-hmm. got 500 athletes, I mean, that's, 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 let's see here, three, that's $15 million. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Like that's a ton of, oh, this is a billion dollar industry. That's 70 schools, right? Ryan. So you do that 15 million. Let's say you, you, you get to 70 schools. We're talking about, see, zuh, zuh. we're talking about, I mean, I, let me actually, am I doing that? So that's three, three, it's a billion dollars, man, yeah. just on money you're handing out to players. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's going to have to be some, now that this is going to have to go through Congress. So there, I would imagine there's going to be some level of Title IX exemptions to this where, because it's just not going to be possible that many sports. So I, I don't know how this is going to work. There are some schools that are going to embrace this because they can they can figure out. I mean, they got boosters that'll pay that, but a lot of schools are like, no, we can't afford that. Right. Um, you know, so it's it's going to be interesting what they do. I just have to learn study more about it to really have a strong opinion. And yeah. and I've got to learn more about the legal challenges because this is not something they can just implement. This has to go through. They're going to have to get special exemptions from Congress. This is going to be a process. Um. If they're going to even get it through at all. 
John Erickson, with record number of early enrollees coming in next month, you guys hearing anything about a strength coach? I don't know how those two things go <laughs> yeah, together, but I love that. Um, I've heard two names. I'm not going to give them out now, Ryan, but I'll say this. If the if the hire is in the quality of the two guys that I have been told their name is talked to, it's going to be a good hire. If it's in yeah, that it's league of the two, that because yeah. you know the two that I did. I, yeah. I told you the two, right? You did. Yep. If it's someone on that level of those two guys, if it's one of those two guys, I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, of what I've known. A lot, lot of results from those two guys. Yes. Years, but if so. it's in that kind of that's the caliber of guy he's looking at, I'm gonna be happy. Yep. I'm gonna be happy. Yep. Very happy. Agreed. And I think this year is eye-opening for Coach Freeman of of the importance of a guy like Matt Bayless. Now you find someone that maybe fits your style a little bit more, but it's it's important to have a great strength coach. Very important. And you can't be it as the head coach. Because he kept, you know, well, I've got, I've got this, and I, no, you, you need a great strength coach. Yeah, Holtz, my beer. It's a great name. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but should we be concerned about the tackle position in twenty twenty four? I know Emil Wagner has a lot of potential, but what about the other spots? Well, absolutely, we should be concerned about tackle next yes. year. I mean, that's my yeah. that right now is my number one biggest question mark. Yep. About the team next year, and if Notre Dame does not get a portal quarterback. My yep. number one concern next year is still the offensive tackle position. Yeah, it is. There's some talent there. I, look, I know the coaches are super high on Tosh Baker, and I hope they're right. I just, I, I don't see it when he comes in games. I don't. I, I think he struggles to bend. I think he struggles with power rushes because he's so tall. You know, I just think it's hard for him to anchor and play with power in the in the pass game. He he actually does a pretty decent job in the run game, Ryan, but. He can get, and we've seen it in the practice. I mean, guys get, it's easy. To, he's like almost 6'9". It's really yeah. easy to get under Tosh's pads. I mean, he stands next to Joe Alt, and he's noticeably taller than Joe Alt when yeah. you see him on PAT field goal. And you're you're just like, that guy's going to struggle. Like, Joe Alt does a great job of playing with leverage for oh, such he has a great tall bends. guy. He has great bends. Tosh yeah. doesn't have that. And so you see a lot of guys just getting into his chest, and that can hurt you in the pass rush. Emil has a lot of talent, but he's still light in the butt. He's still a guy that's going to struggle to play 60 snaps a game for 12 games. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm very concerned about the tackle position. Now, the good news is there's a lot of talent there. I, I if, if Harry Heastan was the offensive line coach, I'd be a lot more comfortable. I just don't know Joe Rudolph well enough, and I don't know that I could say he did a great enough job this year to make me confident he'll get those talented guys ready. Yeah. Uh, there's some talent there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, you're – Hold to my beer. You're perfectly fair. It's not getting ahead of ourselves. It's like that. Now's the time to be talking about that, right? I mean, as we kind of get ready for the next season, and depending on how things go with opt-outs and stuff, there's a chance we could see those two guys playing in the bowl game. We'll see. Yeah. But, well, you know, it, uh, it's a concern. It's certainly a concern. Ryan, do you still have that thing at four? Yes. Yep. Okay. As far as I know. So we'll get these last couple yep. before we get out of here. Okay. Paul Olmstead, has there been any changes with Notre Dame admin requirements for transfers? It seems we are bringing in more transfers a lot faster than in the past. No, I don't I don't think the requirements have changed. Coach Freeman actually addressed this last week, Ryan. He said that what's happening, the biggest change right now is that they're they're giving them answers faster. Yeah. They're speeding up the process. So they they don't have to slowly recruit a kid and hopefully wait until they let him give him the okay to to go after a kid before they go before they you know push for him the, the administrator saying hey let's get this kid of stuff and then make a decision quickly 
do what you need to do to speed that process up. So now we know we can go after Riley Leonard. We can go after Bo Collins. We can go after Chris Mitchell because they've told us we can or can't go after that guy. I think that's helped yep. the process. But all the guys are looking at, I believe, are graduates or going to be graduates. I believe. Yep. I'm still uncertain on Riley. Yeah. But I believe he's or, may have a chance or something. You know, I don't, I don't, I'd have to. Probably, ooh, probably a December grad. Probably. Yeah. But like, that's what I'm ref- right. Yeah. Right. RJ Oben is a graduate. Obviously, Chris Mitchell is a graduate. Bo Collins is a graduate. Josh Kelly is a graduate. Right. All the players that we know are linked to Notre Dame right now. Jordan for Clark. Sure. Jordan yeah. Clark, obviously a graduate. So, yep, they are. It's not really changing the process, Paul. I think, honestly, I think this is just kind of learning the the, yeah. the landscape a little bit too, right? Like the first couple of years, you're like kind of unsure how to tackle the transfer portal. Do you, How hard do you want to go in? What spots? And Honestly, with some losses this uh, the last couple of weeks or whatever from the transporter yourself, I think that there was just an initiative like, hey, we need to attack this one a little bit harder this cycle. And I think that Notre Dame has probably just learned as a program as far as how to navigate the portal a little bit more efficiently. Yeah. Ryan, a couple last little uh, super chats before we get out of here. Okay. Paul with a super chat. Thank you so much, Paul. Oh, um, off topic. Favorite Christmas movie for me. It's just not Christmas until Hans Falls from nakatomi tower i'm with you on that yeah that's not a christmas movie but i i I like die hard's a christmas movie um but my favorite christmas movie is uh national lampoon's christmas vacation i'm just like every year i've got to watch christmas story every year always do uh my wife and i have not she has not watched um the one with george stewart it's a wonderful life which is a christmas movie She's never seen that, so we're going to watch that this Christmas. So Miracle on 34. I mean, there's a lot of great Christmas stories, but the two I have to watch every year. Got to watch a Christmas story, which I still think is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is just an all-time classic. Christmas Vacation is a really good one. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a just I kind of like a couple stupid ones to be honest. Like Jingle All the Way with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is pretty hilarious. I love that movie. <laughs> it's hilarious. You like Elf? Do you like Elf? Elf's all right. Yeah, it's fine. I, yeah. Elf is to me is is got some really funny scenes, but overall yeah. is kind of yeah. Well, it, yeah. it's it's like a very overplayed one too. Like I've seen Elf too much at this point. Very right? much. I don't need to watch yeah. it too much. And uh, yeah, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, yeah. so that one is not going to be mentioned in this. Yeah. Die Hard will be mentioned in the segment because Ryan has his opinion. I have mine, and mine is Die Hard is a Christmas. <laughs> oh, say, the, the, the Santa Claus, the original one, not any yes. of the other ones. But yes. that is a good one as well. That the other one. ones were okay, but the original was great. Yes, the original, the original was great. great. Tim Allen yeah. and the first one was fantastic. Yeah. Yes, agree. Yep, and I've always thought Elizabeth Mitchell's a good looking Mrs. Claus. A babe. She yeah. a babe. Yeah. I had a player that a uh, yeah. kid that I coached at uh, Defiance College whose mom <laughs> looked just like Elizabeth Mitchell. Nice. So I was like, dude. Did you have a favorite? Uh, I had a favorite player. player. <laughs> yes. Yes. Tyler Evans. Let's say Cam. His first name was Tyler, by the way. Oh, nice. Uh, Tyler, yeah. shout out to you for the super chat, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Let's say Cam Ward goes to Ohio State. Is is he a fit and Ryan Day last hope to beat the cheating school up north? I'll let you touch this one, Ryan, because I know you've I, watched I, a lot of Cam Ward. I think he's a fit. Yeah, I actually kind of like him in that offense. I, the one thing I'll say about this, Tyler is I think it's going to be an interesting offseason for Ohio State. I've gotten a lot of insight into the Ohio State decision to go to the portal just in general, and it's going to be very interesting. I'll say this. I know that Cameron Ward keeps being linked to Ohio State, but I am not hearing the same things from the yeah. back side of things, man. So we'll, we'll see if what happens there. I don't anticipate Cameron Ward being at Ohio State, though, but I, we'll see if that changes. Well, can I ask you a couple things about that, Ryan's follow-ups? Number one is, um, is do you have any idea why? I mean, because you'd have to think that a 
quarterback like him who fit that system would love to go to Ohio State? Is it just about I, money I, I, or I, I, I haven't talked to Cameron or anybody in his reps like personally about it, so mm-hmm. I'm not 100 percent sure. I just heard that there was a push that was made and it wasn't that well received. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Like, I just yeah. Do you have any idea where he's leaning right now or, or the I top, mean, the, at least the top I, contenders? I, I, I should I say I think it's early. I think he's going to take a lot of like um, I think he's going to take a few official visits. So I has don't he been anywhere where, yet? Not I think he may be no i think no i don't think he's been anywhere yet i think he's like solidifying official visits as of now interesting that's gonna be that one and and i mean i've read that dylan gabriel seems to be a oregon Oregon lock once that domino falls i think you're gonna see one of their young talented players jump on the portal which will be interesting but i'm very curious how these quarterback dominoes fall yeah you know like because if you're some teams are going to wait to go for some guy because they want to see if they have a shot with cam ward or you know what i mean yeah. and and it's going to be very interesting like where does kj jefferson land where does kyle mccord go and the ohio state situation is going to be weird man because like you know they basically got they basically forced kyle out for the lack of a better phrase right yeah. and then now you're gonna bring in another kid a year after devin brown losing a quarterback job and you're gonna bring in another guy to be the starter right. if i'm like devin brown right now i'm just like Hmm. I don't know. Like if they like me <laughs> when when Notre Dame kind of let their quarterbacks know they were bringing the transfer. They had a pretty good idea yeah. of who their target was and whether or not he'd be reciprocated. I kind of get the impression that Ohio State just kind of did this. We're just gonna do this. We yeah. don't know who we're gonna get, and it just seems like it seems like a, a lot of what Jim uh, of what Ryan Day is doing is just seems like panic moves. Yeah, like that's what it it just seems like panic moves. Like, how do you force out a starter who's a solid player and you don't know who his replacement's going to be? Exactly. Yeah, I I just like that just makes no sense to me. So, you know, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of what Ryan Day is doing, but that's that's never that's never going to surprise anyone. Uh, They know I'm not a big Ryan Day fan. So, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I see Archer chiming in with some intel. I've gained some pretty good intel myself, Fred. So I'll trust my yeah. source on that one. So that's fine. yeah. What what was his uh, intel? How you're wrong about something? Uh, fam- family wanted a guarantee that it would be the starter next year, and uh, that is not how yeah. I had it phrased to me. So I'll yeah. trust mine for now. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that plays out. Yep. But anyway, Ryan. Yes. Home Alone. It's another good one. Forgot Home about that one. one. It's a good classic. one. Classic. Yeah. Classic. So why don't you go and take us out of here, Ryan? Yep. Appreciate everyone for dropping in today for a little bit of Chris Mitchell breakdown and Notre Dame mailbag. Before you leave, please hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, hit that notification bell. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, five-star reviews are very much appreciated. Make sure to go to boards.irishbreakdown.com for any latest recruiting and team intel. I'll just let you guys know a little bit of a snippet. I do have some Riley Leonard news to share with you all sometime today. Make sure to hit that like button on the way out, though, folks, and we'll catch you next time on... The Irish Breakdown Podcast.